So the last episode, I kind of went into a bit of a rant on racism. Partly that was a internal conflict that I dealt with with a live conversation with uh, probably some of the most ignorant statements that I deal with uh, from people that I actually enjoy. I enjoy their presence and their their conversation and stuff. But you know, there's there's definitely a weird take when you're talking to someone. And they, they're telling you their life history. And you you can tell what bubble they've lived in. And then they say something that proves that bubble. And it's really strange. And then, you know, and then the other side of it, you see people that come up to a, a conclusion. And assume that this conclusion is correct. Even though they've seen and dealt with all these other things. And, it, and, it, and, it, and it's an oversimplification for for humans. To me, I mean, I don't really see... If, if you've ever seen how a person is, or what makes a person tick, or if you've ever loved somebody who's done something just absolutely ridiculous and you don't understand why, and and through no fault of your own, or maybe it was a fault of your own, but you didn't understand the course correction. You didn't understand the overcorrection. You didn't understand how could somebody do something to you that made no sense to you or made no sense to the overall existence of that person in your life. Like it, and it, and those things happen and we do things like that because we're fallible. We're human. We make mistakes. Right, everybody makes mistakes as part of being human, and living through those things and finding people that are compassionate enough to understand you is why I think a lot of people feel alone because they don't have that. They feel ousted. They feel neglected. They feel. Then you get why people attach themselves to ideologies. You know, like um, I hear a lot of people with the the Christian the fellowship. My my uh, little brother said that, and then I, I called a couple of good friends. We were talking about Christianity and how people have, you know, they they go to church for for fellowship, you know, to find find other people like them. I always called them kindred spirits, but those were the things that that when people get together, like, see, that's what I see when I get with my friends. I don't just hang out with people because I, I feel this need to do something. I hang out with people because I enjoy their presence. I enjoy their ideas, their conversations, their their wittiness, their cleverness, their 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 overall light. I love everything that brings them to the table. Right? I don't associate myself with people that I think are boring. <laughs> you know, that's not that's not really. I don't know, maybe maybe there's some people that you can't, you know, it's an inevitable circumstance, you know, that that maybe you're you're boring, but it's <laughs> I think I think if people legitimately want to be around you, you're a good person. And there's a reason they want to be around you. That is fellowship. You know. I think having those particular parties and having those people that want to be I mean, there, there's obviously, again, it's that's an oversimplification because humans are f f very complicated. You have 
the ideas that we have about our our current circumstances, what affected our current circumstances, what what outside forces affect our current circumstances, you know, things like that. And I think these are the things that, that people struggle with when they're trying to reconcile their, their internal conflict. One of the things that I, I deal with a lot, and I thought about it more as I've got more introspective on my, my ideologies. The, uh, I always have tons of ideas. I've had ideas since I was in high school and, uh, I had a friend one time call me out when I told him, like I said, Oh yeah, we should, we should, I'm going to do this. Like I used to always tell people, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this, but I never pulled the trigger. And the biggest part of not pulling the trigger was number one, the work, and number two, the fear of failure. I think the fear of failure was more consistent with with uh, my inability to to do something than than not. And uh, I think any time you have something that you have not accomplished, or there was something you wanted to do but never happened. It's usually almost 90% some sort of fear-related emotion, fear of failure, fear of, uh, you know, finance, fear of, you know, like I was talking to a buddy of mine, poor guy's had so many struggles with uh, appliances recently, and uh, if, actually, if anybody's out there that wants to um, help with a GoFund or something like that, uh, send me a message, uh, anchor.fm slash TBD dash podcast. And, uh, if, if that's something you might be interested in, let me know. And, uh, we can kind of set up a little page, but the, he had literally his, uh, his heater, his heater, his water heater and his fridge all take a crap in the same week. So the guy's like, I kind of, I, I feel for the guy and he told me, he goes, I must be because I'm such a horrible person, you know, <laughs> and I don't know, he's kind of cynical sometimes. So I don't know if he was being serious, but I've actually felt that way. I felt that way. I've, I've gone out and I was like, I'm going to do this. Right. And I start making the steps towards that, that this, and then something financially hobbles me. And then I'm like, oh crap, I don't have the money. You know, it's always easier to fall back on that excuse. Well, I don't have the money to do this. I don't have the money to do that. So now I can't do my dreams. And then I blame the universe. Oh, it's the universe's fault. It just doesn't want me to be rich. It doesn't want me to be successful. It doesn't want me to be. And I and and you know, as 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 my time has gone on, it's like, well, maybe the idea is that if you're gonna do something, you you pull the trigger and do it and deal with the consequences afterwards. You know, <laughs> if you I mean, if you want to do it. I saw something that said if you really want to do something, you'll do it. Otherwise, you'll find an excuse, right? And there's, a, I think there's a lot of truth to that. It's a little bit of an oversimplification, but there's a lot of truth to that. The uh, the idea that the universe is somehow conspiring against you is uh, is an odd one because I think uh, a lot of people probably feel that way. Like, I mean... And you become more cynical and dispassionate about life because 
you know, you know, when you feel like the gods are after you, I don't really know necessarily, like, how do you cover that? You know, Book of Job does a pretty good job, I think, when he's talking about it. Like, it's, sometimes it just is what it is. But if you really want to do something, you'll do it or you'll find an excuse. And uh, the the concept, I think, is that when you start, it's a, that's usually like, that's all it usually is, is that one small step, you know, just to start. On my own personal aspects, you know, I, I know that that's where where I struggle, you know, because I, I try to support a lot of people. And I think I got burnt out with the last season, which is why I kind of have kind of reverted back to this kind of idea. I'm going to try to do more shows. Um, it requires less editing, more one single takes, you know, single rant kind of things. And uh, when I do get a guest, it'll be a long conversation about whatever. Because <laughs> usually that's those are the best conversations. I love those conversations. My uh, One of the beautiful souls I've had on here is uh, Zena Shea. If you haven't listened to her show, um, she just recently dropped the first chapter to her poetry book um, that is a poems and pro, a prose proses would it be proses or prose i don't know but poem a poem book about her relationships and uh if you've ever listened to our conversation you'll know that that is going to be a great <laughs> it's going to be a great book she's a brilliant person so this this i'm actually really excited about it um i got a lot of books that are kind of backing up on me a little bit i'm still reading uh meditations i have the daily stoic and i'm listening to um dominion which is a really great book uh, about uh christianity's history and its advancement through the world so that's kind of a it's been it's been an interesting book so far i really like it um i got zen's book and then i've got my son xander wrote a fantasy novel that uh he worked on for about a year and a half um, he just finished, uh, it's doing some editing, so I'm going to check it out and then, uh, or give him some feedback. If you're interested, also let me know. Um, I'll put it out there so, uh, so people can kind of take an interest, uh, or take a look at it, see if it's something interesting. It's just, it's a kind of a fantasy novel, um, more along the lines of, uh, magics and, uh, Sword and shieldish kind of sorta. Of. Yeah, it's more more along that line. But uh he's a really gentle spirit too, so it's it's kinda cool to see him uh kind of do something like that, especially considering that uh you know, I take such a huge interest in poetry, philosophy, writing, and all that other fun stuff too. But just a uh random thought about today. If you are going to do something, you go do it. Take that first step if it's really something you want to do. If it isn't something you really want to do, I'm sure there's something out there that you really want to do. And every step should be a guiding force towards that direction. You know, start with your book, read a book, start writing a page if you want to be a writer, read a book, write a page, do some exercise. All of it's all single steps. 
You just got to do it. Try to be consistent. The stoic, stoic philosophy of discipline is have a routine. Even though I kind of have a weird, weird feeling about routines sometimes. <laughs> but my head's in a better place today. Uh, the world's uh, just as disheveled as it ever was. Sounds like everybody's starting to agree with uh, some of the more COVID stuff. Um, hopefully, the like uh, on rising the head up, Doctor Prashad. I can't remember what his name. Prashad something, but uh, not on rising. Excuse me, on breaking points with uh, Crystal and Sagar. But uh, the guy was talking about two different tribes of people in the United States. There's the Covidians and the Covidiots. The Covidians are the ones who think that we need to lock down indefinitely and everybody needs to get however many vaccines they need. You know, if it's 12, so be it. You know, a shot a month, so be it. Because they they, they want to, they feel they can eradicate this disease. And then the Covidiots are the ones who are still walking around saying, it's just a cold, which seems like the Omicron is at the very least a very harsh flu. I had a flu in 2019 before, supposedly before COVID got to the U.S. Um, And it laid me out pretty hard, harder than when I actually caught COVID. So who knows, that could have been the onset of, felt the same, (laughs) body aches, shivers, congestion. It was, it was the same thing. So I do hope that, uh, as this world continues to move forward, I think uh, it'd be nice to see more people learn to communicate, learn to open up their hearts, open up their minds. And uh, oh, shout out to Daniel Knight and Shen Mind, S H E N M I N D. He is a he's a philosopher. I think that's probably my best my best way to describe that guy. He's pretty enigmatic. Can't talk. Enigmatic. Um, he has a he's a a learned scholar scholarly person as far as learning. Um, he's learning from psych psychology books and all that kind of stuff. And then he's also he likes religious texts. He was raised into, uh, I believe, Protestant, Christian, I believe. And uh, he's kind of evolved as he's learned more and more about different religions around the world. He reads tons of different books, um, tons of different. And he focuses on one, he studies it, and then goes on to the next one. And that's a lot more heavy duty than... Than I can I can do with most religious texts. I have a hard time. I have to jump around and read certain parts and try to find the context for everything. So, but it's really it's really interesting. Um, an interesting podcast. One of the ones he was talking about was the um, sovereignty of God, and it was a pretty interesting. It'll definitely challenge your perspectives a little bit if you're a uh, dichotomy theist. So it's, you know, if you believe in that God does good things and the devil does bad things, I think you might, uh, that might challenge your cognitive 
dissonance a bit. But it was a really good podcast. If that's something you're into, check it out. Shen Mind. S-H-E-N-M-I-N-D. Yeah, I think that's everything. I'll be back on later on this week. And I will update you with uh, (laughs) what else is on my mind. Appreciate you as always. Thank you for listening. And uh, love all you guys. Take care. Bye.